So we're starting by the Mishnah on Nunheimud Beis. Yes. And what's interesting is that the Mishnah itself leads into the story of the Forum Beis HaMikdash because the Mishnah starts off that There's different periods. So w- what are we talking about over here? What's the story? What's the mice over here? So the Romans held very, very stark against the Jews. Not only did they want to wage war against the Jews, but they were taking revenge, so to speak, from the fact that Yehuda killed Esau. Titus mentions this Birshalmi, Barishina, Gazu, Xeral, Yehuda, Levisham, Cyrus, Biadam, Yavisam, She Yehuda, Horag, Esau. Dixiv, Yodcha, Ba'erif, Ivecha, by Birkat Yaakov, Yaakov was benching Yehuda. He told him, Yodcha, Ba'erif, Ivecha, your hand is at the back of the neck of your enemy. So what, what does he mean? Betanya, Nami, Bissafri, Yodav, Rabloi. Right? Maish Rabbeinu bench Yehuda Yodav Rav Light. What does that mean? So B'Shosh Ahorag is Esav. It's talking about when he killed Esav. B'Shosh Ahorag comes to say this. Everybody knows him as Kasha. Yeah? Domar Chushim Ben Don. Chushim Ben Don knocked off his head and then Esav was dead. Right? So who did it? Did Yehuda do it or did Chushim Ben Don do it? So Zak Taisus Domar Chushim Ben Don Shokal Kulfu Machi Arayche. He took a pole and whacked him over the head and he died. Right? Actually, it doesn't say that. Machereshi hit him over the head, the Esav, and Nasru Einav and Afla carried the Yaakov, and his eyes fell out and rolled to the feet of Yaakov by the Maros of Machpelah. So Shemaloi Meis Ba'isa Haka Acha Amar Lav Yehuda Varger. Chushim Ben Don did the you know most of it, and Yehuda came and finished it off. So the Mesera by the Romans was that, and this was leading into the destruction of the second base of Mikdash, that. The Romans wanted to take very stark revenge on the Jews, and they were out to kill them. But what happened was like this. There was a deal. Um, there's something called a Sikrikin. What is he? He's a guy that's out to kill people. But if you tell him, listen, you got a good piece of real estate, he'll make the trade, and he'll leave you alone, and he'll take your property. So I'm just going to use this a little bit for the time being until, you know, also it's a tight, there's a lot of good... Good work, you know, the, on Nunvav Amaralov, there's a lot of good titrus that we're going to need to know, so we'll, we'll keep it over here. So again, during the period of the second base of Mikdash, so the Goyim would be, you know, chasing the Jews off the land and, you know, like this. So, what's the halacha? So the Mishnah deals with the halacha that applies to a Jew's purchase of land that was stolen by a guy from another Yid. Meaning, I'm buying it from the guy, but it originally belonged to you, right? So the Mishnah is just going to talk about what the story was. The law of Sekrikin was not applied when people were being killed during the war. But after the war, who was fighting this war? So it was Titus. Titus was the one that was leading this battle. Titus, the famous Titus, who we're going to learn about in the next, in about Nun uh, Zion or so. But after they, was, they, they stopped killing people in the Milchama, Yesh Basakrik and then the halachas of Sakrik can apply even in Yehuda. So what are the halachas? So Ketad, what's the halachas? Lokach Misakrik and if a Yid bought a piece of land from this guy who took um, who took the land away from somebody else. It's actually interesting because they say over here, at the bottom of the article, their ha'ara is that what does the word Sakrik come from? From Raji it appears that the word Sakrik is derived from the expression so karka, take land. That's what Raji says in the beginning of the Mishnah. The Rashi says, Go take this piece of property and don't kill me. And the guy would listen. That's what they would do. They would take the land. Because I guess taking the land away from the Jews is, is, is just as important. You know, Eretz Yisrael is very important to the Jews also. And they wanted to make a big Rashi about it. Okay. 
So if a yid bought lands from the Sikrikin, and then he bought it back from the Balabais, meaning from the original owner. So Mikhai Batl, it's not a good Mecca. He, he has to give it back to the original owner. Me Balabais, but if a yid bought the land from the owner first, and then he bought it back from this armed robber, so Mikhai Kayam, it's a good Mecca. He does not need to give the land back to the original owner because he bought it off the yid. If you buy it off the yid, so then it's okay. Okay, so why is this so? So Rashi, so Mikhai Batal, the Amrina Miyira Ovad. He did a Miyira, right? So that's what the, it's not a good Mecca. It's a concept of Matsyam, Baba Basra, that, you know, sometimes you wouldn't, you know, it's it's because you don't really want to handle with the guy. So you, you know, but technically speaking, it's not a good sale. The Gemara says that we're talking about where they don't have a star. So that's going to be another issue. Fine. Now the Mishnah continues with a similar halacha to Sikrikim when a, a, the property is owned by the husband and he's using that for the ksuba. So, if somebody bought land from the husband and then he acquired the shibud on this karka from the wife, so bottle, the mekach is no good. Why? The purchase from the wife is void because she can claim that that she's only doing this to make her husband to please her husband, right? That's Rashi says the omra nachas She says that she's only doing this to make her husband feel you know feel good or whatever. So again, lokach ish. If one bought it from the husband of chazav lokach shows is no good. Mina if one bought it from originally from the wife, ish, then he bought it from the husband, then the it's a good kinyan and it goes through. And why is that? Because since the wife agreed to sell before her husband did, she can't claim that she gave her consent only to please her husband. Because the husband's only the second one in the picture, not the first one. Fine. So Zakyumarazum Mishnari Shaina. The Mishnah is going back to the halacha of the Sikrikin and says that this is the original halacha. That what? That um, that lakach misakrik and because of lakach mibalabais mechay bot. That's the original halacha. Bezin shalachreim amru, but there was a, a bezin later on. It was still during the period of the tanoim that halakach misakrik and somebody who buys from this person nice and lebaylam revia he has to give one quarter to the original owner and then keep the land for himself. Vosfara maise dos that he's giving only a quarter. So Zakrashi Shashia root the Sikrikin Maizel Gabe River. That when the Sikrikin takes it away, so he's gonna, you know why is it that in his in a city in a in a why does real estate very expensive in certain areas? Because there's no crime there and they protect it and they, they you know it's well kept. But in an area where it, there's a lot of crime and it's a very bad area and, and, and it's 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 down in the dumps. So you can't you can't spend. You're not going to be able to spend so much money on it. And housing could be a lot cheaper. So when you're dealing with Sikrikins, the value of the properties are going to be going down because it's so difficult to deal with these people. They're dangerous people, and it's like a crime-ridden neighborhood. You don't want to go there. So therefore, you only give the bailam a revia. When, so if one acquires land from Sikrikin, nice and the bailam revia, he gives one quarter to the original owner and may keep the land for himself. So again, what's the business of this quarter? The Gemara says. Since the Shanley Gomorrah is that a quarter of the land's value or a quarter of the payment made to the Sikrikin, which is, anyways, a lower amount because, you, you know, 
you're not really, you know, he's not telling it to you for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zichah. So, Amosai, what are we talking about? So, when the original owner doesn't have the means to acquire the land himself. But if the original owner does have the means to buy it back, meaning in full price, he he's able to buy it back before everybody else. Look, it's it's like one of these. You know, he has first rights because it's really his. And like, it's not like it's not like it was a real sale. This was miyura. This because you were afraid that the guy's going to kill you, so you just let him have it. But technically speaking, I never really, I never really sold sold it wholeheartedly. So it's a different, uh, it's a different story. If the owner has the means to buy his field back from the Sikriki, no one else may purchase it because he never—he's not a bailum over here. He's a Sikrikin. He's a, a not good person. Rabbi Hoshiv Bezdin, Rabbi made of Bezdin, v'nimnushim shasa b'fnei Sikrikin shnei masar chaydash kol akaydim likach zayche. That if the land remained by the Sikrikin for twelve months and no one claimed it, then whoever wants could come and you know it's, it's like it's some foreclosures. If anybody wants, you know, it's, the bank is going to put it up for auction. That anybody who wants could come and take it, but and here's the knech that Nisan Labaylam Revia, Abul Nisan he still has to give one quarter to the original owner, meaning that it's not Legamri away. I mean, even though it's foreclosed and the bank is really selling it, but we still want to give the Baylam episodes. We still, it's still not. Again, we're not talking about an. We're in, still going to get it back at Yovel anyway. Right, right. but so but. So I'm saying, so it's right. Saying. It's not like it was Hefker. It's not like he, he he got rid of it. But over here, we're not dealing with a normal circumstance, and we're not dealing with a normal kind of sale. So because it's a very not typical situation, so we still want to give this close. I mean, I mean, what's happening in these twelve months? Is it possible for them to go back to their land? I don't know. Right? You know what happens when all these wars happen? Is sometimes it, it's more than a year that you can't go back to the land. So you try to buy it back, and it's not shy. He can't, you know, they they bombed out the cities around them, and it wasn't a for him to get back to the property. So we still have to hold on to the mashu. Okay. So, Zakti Gemara as follows: Now, if during the period in which the people were being killed, as a result of the mulchama, so that then you were saying that there's no sekrikin, but meharuga mulchama ve'elach. But after the war, you're telling me that there is sekrikin. Why is it after the war? This should be happening during the war. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Meaning, meaning, when do people, when are people acting out so so viciously in a way that they're running people out of their land and they're demanding it? If you don't give me the land, we're going to kill you. Like that's that's a very wartime um, thing when all these people are are these guerrilla tactics that they're using to get the people out of the land. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Doesn't mean that the actual that the actual Sikrikin are killing people or not killing people, but it means like Donuba that didn't Sikrikin come. Rehuda says that it means that the laws of Sikrikin was not applied during the war. And why not? Um, and it is interesting because this is what this is what our this is what the Mishnah is talking about. Dumb Ravasi and Ravasi said, Gimel Xeris Gazu. Titus and his officers who led this war made three Xeris. The first two were issued during the war, and the last one was after the war. Xerosa Kamaisa, the first Xeris was whoever doesn't kill a Jew whenever he has the opportunity to do so, shall be executed. Okay? Mitziasa, the second one was 
Whoever kills a Jew must pay a penalty of four Zuz. Why do you got to pay a penalty for killing the Jew? It was a very small amount of money. So he he was, you know, he, he at one point he tried to get them to stop. So what was the incentive to stop? We'll pay you 50 cents. So it's like, it was more or less a joke. You know, it can't be taken too seriously. Um, over here they bring the Tysus rid. The second Xera was that whoever kills a Jew is rewarded with four Zeus. Okay? That would make more sense if he patches of the Xera. Yeah. Basraisa, the last Xera was called the Katalukdalu. Whoever kills a Jew shall be killed. Meaning that it was it was against the law to kill a Jew then. Sehilka Kamaisa Mitsiasa, the first and second Xeris were in effect during the during the war. Kevin the Katli, the since the Goyim would kill the Jews without the fear of any kind of consequence or punishment. Agav Oinse Gomer Makni, a Jewish landowner whose life was threatened by Sikrikan would as a result of the pressure would sincerely transfer the ownership of his land to the Sikrikan. So therefore the Sikrikan definitely assumes the ownership of the land. Because Taluv is up and Sigamara Baba Basra and Baba Kama, Taluv is up and It's a serious sale and it's not because he's so under such circumstances the laws of Sikrikan are not applicable because we're dealing with regular regular din of Taluv is up. Basraisa Amri, but the last Xero, which was after the war, when the Jews were being protected, so then they said, let's take the land today, and tomorrow I'll claim it from him in court. The owner doesn't necessarily give it to the Zagrigan because maybe he's going to get it back. After he's going to get it back. Okay. Now, now we could get to, here, you can, you can use this one, I'll get back to my Gemara. We, we finished the Gemara that I needed it for, so, yeah. Okay, so here's the, the Tish above Gemara, as, as we call it. You know, we, we had a, in, in Kemaras over the years, there was a Yidra Moshe Hamnik who would start speaking Mar- after Meir von Tishabov. He usually started with the Yerushalmi and Tainus, and he would go through Yerushalmi and Tainus, and it would be for an hour, hour and a half. And then the next morning, Tishabov morning, from after Kinnis, till the fast was over, he would go through this entire Gemara. Some years he would finish it, some years he wouldn't. On the years that he would finish it, he would go into Gemara's and Sanhedrin and go to Medrash Eicha. And he would go on and on and on. He was he was doing it in his mid eighties. He was now he was he was nifter and covered. But but um, I sat there many many years. I sat there and my father sat there. And then I found that my grandfather even sat through him for quite a while. Um, so this is this is the Gemara. I mean, it is the three weeks. It is a little apropos for the for this man. But yes, let's start. So I'm rebeaching the Gemara. The Gemara introduces this sugya. With the following memory, Ma'idach Siv, what's the pasuk of Ashrei Odom Mefachet Tamer the Makshal Liba Yipol Bero? That praiseworthy is a person who's constantly in fear, and a person who hardens his heart, he's going to get Yipol Bero. He'll have a, you know misfortune happen to him. Zok Rashi Mefachet he's doyeg lures hanayilad. He's he's worried about what could happen. Shalei Tarat Hakolav Kachem Esas. I mean he's he's concerned about the consequences of his actions. So Tosis brings a Ma'isa because the Gemara Bracha says that he, he saw somebody he saw somebody that looked very nervous he said he says you're sinning so why are you sinning if you're nervous he says obviously it's, it's, you're only nervous because you sinned and the Gemara asks from the Apostle that seemingly it's praiseworthy that a person should so the Gemara answers that it's 
the person should constantly chazer over his learnings, so he shouldn't forget it, because it's not halabit kikleis Like the Gemara says, it's a person's learning can easily be forgotten, so you have to make sure that doesn't happen. So, here, we're saying that what happened was, just a little bit of a background to what was going on at the time, there were batchu, al-raif toivasam, v'shalvasam, they were very happy and content with life, and then when things started getting out of hand, when they were, you know, when they were misbehaving, you know, and then when all kinds of bad things started happening to them, they're like, well, what, what's happening? What do you mean, what's happening? If you, if you follow Shulchan Aruch the way you're supposed to, then the bad things wouldn't have happened, right? So let's see, the Gemara is going to introduce the three stories and then go through each story separately. Kamsa, Bar Kamsa, Chor Yushalayim. Kamsa and Bar Kamsa were the cause of why Yushalayim got destroyed. And Atarnagol of Atarnagol, Tachor of Tormalka. And a male and a female chicken was the cause of destruction for Har HaMelech, Tormalka. Asaka de Rizbak, Chor of Beitar. And because of the side of a chariot, the um, Beitar was destroyed. So, Zokrashi, Saka de Rizbak, is Davich on the Kavis Nashim. And the, the side of a woman's carriage was a certain kind of wagon that broke, and because of that, Beitar got destroyed. So, what's the story of Kamsa by Kamsa? So, a Kamsa by Kamsa, Chor Yushalayim. The who governed the Rachmei Kamsa, Baldovavid the Bar Kamsa. So there were two fellows. There was Bar Kamsa and Kamsa. And there was a guy who was friendly with Kamsa, and he was the enemy. Baldovavid means he did not get along with him, he was the enemy of Bar Kamsa. So the Mashra says that this is in Asino. And this is what we try very hard that we shouldn't do. Yeah? So, and we know that Basic Mikdush destroyed because it's in and that was the first Basic Mikdush. The second Basic Mikdush, we had that, unfortunately, as well. So what happened was like this. Ovat Sudosa. So this fellow, this Ahu Gavra, who we don't know who he is, I don't think we know who it is, he made a party. Omalila Shame, he tells his servants, Zil Aisili Kamsa, go bring me Kamsa. A formal invitation to Kamsa. Ozal Aisile Bar Kamsa. He didn't hear, or he didn't know, or he he wasn't so smart, or he we don't know why he did this, but he went and he brought the wrong guy, Bar Kamsa. You know? So the enemy. So also Ashkichay Dabi Yosef. And he sees that he's sitting there. Oh my lay, Mihdi, Ahu Gavra Baldavava, Dahu Gavrahu. He this is the enemy. This is not the uh, the friend, this is not the guy that's supposed to be by the party. So my Barzakha, what what's up from Dotan? What are you doing here? So Kumpuk, get out of here. Oh my lay, Horvaso Shavkan, Vihna looked me madakil machine. He said, listen, I'm already by the party. He said, let me stay. I'll pay for the food. What's, uh, I'll pay for my plate. Whatever I'm going to eat, whatever I'm going to drink, I'm going to pay. Amalei he said nothing to it. Tapun unvav amaralev. Amalei yehivna lach me palvedu sudasech. I'm going to pay for half the suda. Amalei he said nothing to it. Amalei yehivna lach me kula sudasech. I'll pay for the entire thing. Amalei he says nothing to it. So nakte biyode, he grabbed him by the hand, the ukme, picked him up, yafke, and he threw him out. And, and here's here's what went bad. It's not necessarily so much a time. I mean, obviously, it's a time on him that he, you know, that he was you know treating him this way and so very disrespectfully, and he he didn't do anything. We don't know what he did wrong with him. The Gemara, the Gemara just says that they didn't get along. Now, to start remembering why people don't get along with other people, I mean, you forget about it. You know, it's, it's, it's not negate. So, Omar. This was a terrible part of the story. He said the Rabbanon were sitting by this party. They saw everything that transpired. 
and nobody was able to, st- to, to stand up against this. It sounds like he's not even coming with a personal taina. He's like, you saw, something, you saw somebody doing something wrong, and you're the rabbon, and you, you should call it out. You should stick up for what was going wrong. So Shmami they didn't mind what happened. Right? So Ezel so even entitled to the king. Kurtza is is uh, the, the, the Targum says Michael Kurtzen. And the Rishanim there explained that there was a certain type of food that was served by certain kinds of uh, you know big um, king's parties, you know, when it was a certain matzah, it was a certain like Yishmaka party, and everybody would say their gossip and Lashnar. So they would eat this kind of food apparently. This uh Malka. And Haman, the Gemara says that the last man, the other Lishnabisha Kahaman, and he was the barber in Kfar Kartsum for 22 years. So, you know, that's uh, that's also what uh, that has to do with the Lashon Hora and the Sinaschinam aspect of the destruction of the Beis Amikdash. So, Ozal Omele Lekesam Mardubach Yudais. He goes and he tells the king that the Jews are rebelling against you. Omele Mi Yema, he said, who says? Omele Shadalu Korbana. He says, go send the carbon. So go see if they're going to be macro the carbon. So he sent a, a very, you know, well-fed gazunta calf to be bred as a carbon. You're shalim. Yeah, so Tosa says that so it's not. It's not in this case? Or in just general? I think in general. In general. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Tosa says it. Yeah, it's good. Good point. Yeah, look at Tosis over here. It says, "Kamei b'shalishem al kulay, kamei eglam mishuleshes, va'ayl mishulish." Pirish bari v'toyv, v'yesh mefarshim shlishi la'betan, v'loyitachin. And it's not the pshat. The Amrinim beparik abamisus in Sanhedrin, they have a marvel who iglatilsa. They would create an iglatilsa from the Sefer Yitzira, so it couldn't be the shlishi la'betan because there was no betan and there was no shlishi. There was no nothing over there, right? Okay. So behind the kaasi showed the beimuma. So while he was sending it to the Beis Hamikdash, he placed the mum on the animal, yeah, on the lips. It was like a small little boo boo, like nothing, nothing too bad, yeah. or something in the eye. It's a question, you know, how exactly is a cataract issue. So how could you make a cataract issue? So as I the Rajba, the Rajba and Shubis writes about this. Martzis brings it. So it means that it could be that he knew how to. It could be he knew how to, you know, make it get a boo boo to get a cataract, or it means that he. Or there's a gears over here, the wrist shaba and the eyelid. So that would be something else. So duchta del didan hava muma v'lidhu lav mumahu. That for a yid it would be a mum, but for a guy it wouldn't be a mum because for a guy who's makar a carbon on a bama, he can only um, as long as it's not missing a limb, he could be makar on a bum. So, what? I mean, yeah, 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 and I mean, before before, let's say when Noach was makav on a bump on on a mizbeach, or you know, that was halacha then too. It's a ends vachim. That ends is vachim. It's interesting, interesting, uh, interesting story over there. So Sabra Rabban Lakruva Mishum Shlem Alphas. So the Rabban figured that the right thing to do, they w- didn't want to upset the king, so they'll be marked on the Mizbah. Omalu, he said, Omalu Rabbi Schaibin of Kula. So Khaibin of Kula said to them, Yemur Balamuman Kerbin Lagabi Mizbah. So they're gonna say, the Goyim are gonna say that you know you're being marked, you don't take your halacha seriously because you're marked Balamuman on the Mizbah. 
So Sarva Lamitalay, the Lelays of Alema. So he wanted to kill him, said he shouldn't be able to say anything to the king. So Amalahura Sahibana Kula says Khaibana Kula said to them, Yemu Matumba Kachimi Hari. But then the word is gonna get out that somebody puts a mum on the kachim, he's gonna get killed because this guy got killed because he's putting a mum on the on the carbon. So Amr Abyechna Sarbyakna says a very powerful line. And Vasmusa Shalb Zakhaibin of Kulas, the humility of Zakhaibin of Kulas Hikrivas Baisenu destroyed the Besamikdash, Vesarvas Hechalenu, and got the Hechal burnt with Glisanu Mayartainu, and got the and and put us all into Gaulus. Why? Because he he was he was nice. And he should have killed him. And Mr. Trump talks about this, that you know, everybody thinks that the chat is that if I'm a soft guy, I, I'm always gonna be an honor, right? You see a guy doing something that shouldn't be these rabbis that were sitting by that suit, they were also uh, also probing Anivas, the wrong type of Anivas. Because it would be up to if, if, if they were doing the right kind of thing, they would stick up for themselves. You know, it's interesting. Pinchas killed Zimri, right? Zimri was God Lador. It's not a question. You know, to to start talk to, to start talking So, so I, 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 I mean, I'm not so familiar with the way everybody typed, you know, everybody describes how Pinchas, you know, got up in anger and, and, and Pinchas was a hot-headed guy to begin with. It's not Mustafer. Pinchas saw something that was Shalak Halacha, and he acted halachically. He didn't go hot-headed because generally if you're hot-headed, you, you don't get the Halacha, right? I mean, there's, there's 10,000 Mahalachim, you know, uh, at least. But over here, what happened was he shouldn't have been civil this, and he should have, he should have stood up. He should have put his foot down a little stronger to to make more of a statement about what would be going on over here. Now, obviously, the Gemara is saying, obviously, is saying that. So that's so that's the that's the truth of the that's the truth of the matter. So now here's where we get to the next part of the story. Shadari Layu Lanir and Kesar. So then they sent this message to Niran Kesar. Kikaasi, so he came to fight against the Jews in Yerushalayim, Shadar Girulam Mizra. He wanted to know, should he, he wanted to do a test with a shtickle, Rashi says, to be Kaisim Ksamim, which is a certain kind of Kishuf, to know should he start up with the Jews or not. So he shot some arrows to the east, also Nafal Yerushalayim. He shot arrows eastward and they landed in Yerushalayim. Lamarif, he shot the arrows westward, also Asanafel Yerushalayim. Laabaruchas Hashemayim, he shot the arrows in all the different directions, Asanafel Yerushalayim. Every arrow that he shot ended up in Yerushalayim. So he took that as a sign that he's going to have Aslacha to go fight against Yerushalayim. Omalele Yanuka Psychlipsukecha. So he went over to the Yanuka, to a, a, a child. The Gemara says in Baba Basra, that a, a child and a child has a zamin recha kaidash, right? We know we're familiar with this from the Purim story. More, you know, Utsvei Tzavis Sufa, right? It's it's on the Purim tape. What you what what did you learn in school today, right? What did you learn? And each one said a pasuk, and and whatever pa- that pasuk is, that would be the message. So he says, Omalei. He said the pasuk was v'nasati es nekmasi be'edam biyad ami Yisrael. He says I'm going to put my nekam on Edom through the Jew, through the Jewish people. Al Yidei Ami Yisrael. Omar, he says, Kuchabricho Baruch Ruve Beise, Baruch Bur Yode Bahu Gavra. He says, the Kuch Baruch Hu wants to have his Beisamikdash destroyed, and he wants to use me 
as the one who he can use to 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 do it. So it's interesting. Lashon over here, Boilech Pureyades, Lashon of Kapara. Not that he's going to get a kapara for destroying the base of Mikdash, but it means that Rashi lekaneach yadav to be the one to to get his hands dirty with it, and you know, Hashem is kilu has has to clean his hands off from putting him into this position. So Orak, so he got very nervous, and he didn't want to. He was a very mighty and powerful person, but he got very ner- nervous. Orak, so he ran away. Ozal and he ran away, and he became a ger, and Remeir came out of his descendants. If you want to understand this story, say the Kavayoshar, in, I think, believe it's the last parak, which is parak Kuv Beis, parak 102 at the end, he talks about Tainus Esther, and he talks about Poland, then he talks about Gogol Mogog. He was, I believe he lived at the time Kuv of Tachutat, you know, with the 16, 1680s, right? And uh, and he, he goes a whole Torah and a whole Arichas about what the... Um, What's this whole mice that he originally wanted to? Then he got scared and then he ran away. And Vusepis Rebeir, it's a very cryptic Gemara. He explains it very, very nicely over there. Okay. Next next step of the story was Shadri Luye Las Pasionus Kesar. So you go to Las Pasionus, who he's going to be more, a little more involved. Also, he laid a siege against Yushalayim for three years. Hava Bahanu Tlosa Asiri. There were three very wealthy people that lived in Yerushalayim at the time who, it was, you know, they weren't just the wealthy people, they were people who had a big say in the community affairs, and they were able to help the Eden as much as they were able to. So there were Nakdimen ben Gurion, ben Kabla, Savua, ben Tzitzis Haksas. Nakdimen ben Gurion, Shenaktolechama Bavurai. He's the one that the son, he held up the son with the story with the Roman governor, oh, with the with the Ali Regal, with the water, with the whole Maisa and the Gemartinus, Ayin Chum. A Gavaldic story. And Ben Kalba Savua was called such because Shakalaniknas Lebeza Tru Rov Kikelev, Yaita Tru Savea. His house, we had tons of food going on in his house, and you could come in and starving and hungry as a dog, and you would walk out and you'd be full and satiated, and you wouldn't feel like a dog anymore. Ben Sidis Haksas, why was he called that? Shahisa Titsisa Negreras Algabek Sasas, because he was wearing a lot of. He was wearing a lot of tzitzis. The tzitzis of his talus would be was very. It was a very long beggar, a very long tzitzis, and they were schlep behind him. But he would walk with a lot of fancy um, other clothing that it would be draped on behind him. People would carry it behind him. The ikka the amri shaisa kissed him and talus ben gedele roimi, and other and others learned that the pshat is that he had a he was an important chairman by the by the Romans. Chad so one of these people said, I know Visari. We'll supply during this siege, he said, We'll supply Rushalayim. I'll supply Rushalayim with wheat and barley. Other one said I have wine and salt. Umishka and oil. Another one said, I have wood. And the Rabbanan praised the one who said that he had wood. The Rafhizda Kola Khlidi and Gemara goes off a shtickle to talk about this member from Rav Chista. The question is why, but Rav Chista would would give the key to his shamish for any kind of anything in the storage house besides for the wood. Why? The the uh, key for the chitim 
need 60 keys for the wood. Meaning that the wood is so much more important than the actual um, food. Because I guess you could... You, you, can, you can make things. You could I mean, build things and you can... And there's probably more uses for it than just... Cooking more along the line. Cooking. What? Cooking more along the line. Cooking. Yeah, the, yeah. How it says over here, store it. You have to do something to store Okay, yeah. For protection, that would yeah. be like construction. But, that would yeah, be very, so very like, like you said. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So have a luhul There was enough food there and enough wood there to keep your shalim going for the next 21 years. Obviously, we're talking about the Churban here. It's as much good as you're going to have. It's not going to last for too long. I will soon see what. There were these baryonim are people that are anashim reikim upechzim l'molchama. They're empty people, and they're always rushing for war. They're, they're trying to make a ruckus wherever they go. The problem was that there was an internal political situation between the Baryonim and the Chachmei Yisrael, and they wanted that the Chachmei Yisrael should be machnia to the Romans, because then the Romans will stop bothering the Jews, and then they can make peace. I mean, why do you have to stand up against the Romans? So, Havabu, Hanur Baryoni, Amalur Abono, Nepuk Venabit Shalma Badayu. Why don't you go and make peace with them? But we don't we don't want to do that. said to them, Why don't you go make a war with them? I mean it was like a stalemate because they lay siege and there was nothing happening. Okay. So It's not gonna help. I mean there's no chance, Rabbana said there's no chance we're not gonna be able to win against them. This is this sounds a little bit like years, right? This doesn't sound so. Uh, th- this is not Barkach, you know. This is not. Oh, we're gonna go and we're gonna fight them. And Mamish not. There's no. It's almost like there's no hope. So Kamu Kalinu Lahanu Amri Dechiti Vesari, Kafna. So they burnt down all the storage houses of the wheat and the barley, and there was a, a famine. So these Baryanim, they were do- they did a terrible thing. You want to side with the Romans, and you have maybe a good reason. But here, here they had supplies for Yerushalayim for, for the whole population. What do you have against the the people in Yerushalayim? But they were against the Chacham. And the Chacham said no. And they had their own agendas. They were fighting with the Chacham. So to get the Chacham back, they wanted to put everybody in more despair for their agenda. And so then people say, oh, look, we have to side with them. We have no choice but to side with the Baryonim meaning to side with the Romans. Now the Gemara goes into another story of Martha Bas Baisos. As soon as Yerushalayim, Abishu is the wealthy woman in Yerushalayim, maybe the wealthiest even. She sends her messenger to go to the marketplace to buy Silas to buy flour for her. By the time he got there, the Silas was already sold. These regular white flour, there's no more Silas. So Amr was delightedly. So go buy that for me. And the Ozel is davened. By the time he got there, it was sold already. Also, Amr la chiyut leka chivar leka. There's no more white flour gushkari. Because this is the the bran flour. You know the whole wheat stuff. The stuff that the farmers eat. The real coarse flour. Amr lay so zil icily. Go buy that for me. And the Ozel is davened. By the time he got there, it was already sold. Also, Amr la gushkari leka kimcha desarika. There's only barley flour left. Amr lay delightedly. Go buy that. I mean, this is how desperate they were. First of all, you see how quick the things were moving, and you see how desperate that even the wealthiest woman in Yerushalayim is willing to eat something which she would never even call him to eat in her life. So, how does all this happen? 
have a shlifa mesana. She took off her shoes and she was walking in the ve'amra epok ve'echzi in mishkach nemidi lamechel. She said, you know, she was so hungry, she was so desperate for food that she took off her shoes and she decided to walk in the street and maybe she could find some scraps on the floor. It's a terrible situation. We're talking about the wealthiest person in Yerushalayim. He thanked the Baryonim for destroying everything. Yeah? So she stepped on something, something disgusting, some glory behemoth, and she died because she was so... First of all, she was probably weak because of the famine. That's number one. And number two, she was so sensitive to anything and she was walking in the street without her shoes on, and that's already something that's, that shows a sign of desperation. It's a similar of Avelus. And, and, and you know, we don't wear shoes on Tishabab. And she's walking and she steps on something and, and she has and she, she dies. Kara later, Vichna Mazaka, Vichna Mazaka said about this Haraka Bach, Vahanuga, Ashalinisa Kafragla. That the, the soft one and the Anuga, the one that has all the Tanugim, she couldn't put her foot down. It's a puzzle in the Taikhicha. That says this, and 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 Rabbi said this in reference to her because she was such a chash of a woman, and she was so sensitive, and she was so just so all the tanugim that anybody could think of. But when the famine came, when there was no food left, and she there was nothing there for her, and she stepped on something, and she died. Ika the Amri, there's another that Gregor's or maybe she ate a fig from Rabbi I'm sorry, from Reb Tzaddik, and she got so disgusted by it that she died. Reb Tzaddik Yosef Arbon Shonen B'Tanisa. Reb Tzaddik fasted for 40 years. The Lelech of Yerushalayim, the Yerushalayim should not get destroyed. There was a lot of undercurrent of not goodness going on at that time, and Reb Tzaddik picked up on it, and he, he started, he made a voice to protect, to try to protect Yerushalayim from getting destroyed. So if you have a uchel midi, meaning every now and then you would have to eat something, have a meschazi me'avra, you were able to see the food going down his digestive tract, that's how thin he was. Bechiyava bari, and when he was up to it, I mean, if he was had enough koyach, maisi like Gregor's, they would give him one, one fig, mayitz mayhu v'shadiluhu. He would suck out the juice and throw out the fig. Yeah? Kiyava kanecha nafsha, so that's what she stepped. That's what she ate. She ate a fig that was already eaten by somebody. You know, when Rav Gus, during the war, Rav Gusman was running away when he was in the woods. I think it was before he joined the partisans. His wife was mamish dying from starvation, and somehow he managed to procure like a, a a small bite of a carrot, and he he had to eat something also. So he put it in his mouth, and he chewed on it, and ate some of it, and then the rest of it he dropped into his wife's mouth. Just to, just to give a dogma of, I mean, this wasn't so long ago, you know, with this, uh, there was also a Chorban. So, Nafsha, as she was dying, she took off all her jewelry, and she took out all her gold and silver, and she threw it onto the streets. Amr, she says, Hi, Lamaimi Boydley. What do I need this for? I mean, it, it, everything's gonna. It, there's no point anymore. There's no one to give it to. There's no one that could appreciate it. The silver, the money, they're gonna throw it into the streets because there's no, there's no. And it's very interesting because Latara Taif, Amalek, it says that the diamonds and the gold are also in the streets. So you have to, you know, it's a, it's, it's a similar thing, just the exact opposite. Okay. 
Who is the leader of the Bayanim? Zakti Gomorra. Abbasikra Raish Bayani Dushalaim. Abbasikra, that was his name. I never you know the Chut Hasikra on the on the Mizbeach and the Sikred Basikra by the Maisa Bahama, it means a red stripe. Does that mean that he was he wore a red suit or something? Or Maybe he was like a red stripe because he stood out. He probably said something. I, don't know, I never, never saw anything about this. If anybody knows, please enlighten us. So he was the Reish Bayani Jerusalem. He was the leader. He was the chief gangster of Mizuk. And again, he was he was leading the Reish the Anashim Reikum of Parzim Lemulchama. He was he was um, the leader of these people. But who was he? He was Bar Achdej or Birchen Mezaka. Birchen Mezaka was the leader of the of the Jewish people. Says something. It was an Aramaic Aramaic form of the word Sikaris or murderer. Red. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. Wow. Okay. See, he's the chief. He's the he's the head honcho. He's the he's yeah. the he's the Reishla Reishla Anashim yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Good. So. Rabbi Yechonim Zakkai was the leader of the Jewish people at this difficult time. And his nephew was Abba Sikra. It was a family struggle, maybe also. I mean, I don't know that, but... So Habashalach lay, Tabit Sinalagabboi. Come and meet with me. Omalei, at emas avdisu hachi. Vekatlisu lay la'amla vekafna. He says, how long are you going to do this to us? That you're killing everybody out with this hunger. The hunger came about, not because of the Romans. The Romans didn't do anything. The Romans didn't touch the food sources. The Baryanim did it. They were Jewish people. What do you do that for? So Amalei Mayavit. He said, What should I have done? If you know he was he put himself in a very vulnerable situation. He said, I'm the leader. And technically everybody's scared of me. But if I would say not to do that, they would gang up against me, they would kill me. Realize these people are 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 they, they have a real agenda to go against everything that makes sense and what the Chacham are going to say. Maybe we could try to work something out. Maybe we could work something out to, to have some kind of atzala, to have some kind of something. Maybe you can, maybe we can try to go out of the city with some kind of, of, of you know, political connections to go outside the city to be able to meet with the Romans to be able to make peace. Um, make yourself sick. Everyone's going to come in back and we have about the 10 seconds left. And then you'll take a rotten piece of meat and put it next to you and then it'll smell like you died. So then, and they'll say that you died. And your Talmudim will come take care of you, and you're not going to allow anybody else to come in. All right, I think we'll stop here, and to be continuing with tomorrow. But this is the this is the story of Rebekah and Bazaki and Abbasikra. Yeah, we should, we should be Zaycha to only Simchas and Yeshua and Hamas. Amen.